0: Good morning, everybody. Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you with It's a Religion this morning. Live from the Middle West of the divided states of America into the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. Typically those connected or those with money or those uh, who are in the government uh, and have power, so on and so forth. But uh, welcome. We try and look at uh, life here through the lens of faith and the one true king, the king of the universe, the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, the one who came and uh, died for our sins many, many years ago, but uh, rose again and is still seated at the right hand of the father until he returns to claim his own and uh, to redo uh, things and bring them back to the state they were in the original creation, at least. Uh, I suppose it won't be exactly like that because you're going to have a lot of folks that are coming along for the ride at that point. So it's it's going to be a, a pretty interesting deal, to say the least. Um, so it is Monday, uh, December 13th, and welcome to the show. Um, we are on uh, the book of Matthew. What we're trying to do here is we we focus on, the, on a couple facts. One, there really is, is only two ways uh, to live life, to look at life, to think about life. One is that the Lord Jesus Christ is King uh, and Supreme. He is the one that created everything. He's the one that sustains everything. He is the one that uh, is worthy of all worship and praise. Um, you were made to worship something and you are either going to worship him or something else. You're going to fill that blank in with, uh, could be one of many things. could be Muhammadism, Buddhism, Shintoism, uh, lots of isms. Uh, I would say that um, evolution should be called evolutionism because it's not really a scientific theory as much as it is a religion. Um, just a bunch of guys in white coats instead of uh guys and um guys and gals in um business casual dress, right? So we have all that, um, and it's just such a beautiful thing, isn't it? The tenants of evolution, uh, we can put our faith and trust in them, why? Because the guys in white coats say it's good and it's right and it's true and i remember i was talking to my wife last night about a situation when we lived down in kentucky where i went to the uh, state school board meeting because they were evaluating the uh, teaching of evolution versus uh creation something like that i can't remember what the exact purpose was but we were there and i was encouraging i actually spoke and encouraged the folks uh to not um, exclusively teach evolution. I said, if you're going to do that, at least teach the other side, the other viewpoint. And somehow the other viewpoint is religious, and yet evolution is supposed to be scientific. And I just laugh because evolution is based on nothing. It it really is. There's no foundation to it whatsoever, except that people want it to be true. And uh, it can be torn apart in many different ways. And the ways in which it can be torn apart, of course, they ignore, just like the uh, establishment elites are ignoring the fact that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine can help people uh, eliminate COVID-19 because they want everybody to get a shot for some reason, right? Whether it's the money or whether it's trying to intentionally harm people, I don't know. I mean, it's it really is a an interesting deal, but anyway the uh the emergency is over which we'll get to here shortly but first off we like to start with scripture every day scripture if you do not know what that is is uh from the bible the bible is the book uh some people call it god's love letter to us Uh, i would call it god's instruction book um our manual for life if you will um you know you don't uh if you're Someone unlike me because i will a lot of times try to do things without reading the manual um, but when you get a new tool or a new uh, thing whatever it might be um, typically it's a good idea to go through the manual and read how something works to make sure you understand at the right time when you have to um, do something uh, or uh, make the something that you're reading about do something. Uh, you'll know how to do that. And uh, the Bible itself is like that. It's like a, a grand instruction book on how we got here, what the purpose is, and uh, how to live this life in a way that's productive, in a way that's right, in a way that's true, in a way that's good, in a way that will please the one who made us, and who will, uh, and a life that will end up. Uh, in an eternal state of amazed glory um and living with the one who made us in a higher state of being i believe in some way shape or form so it's uh it's pretty crazy um but it's very simple as well god is not trying to hide anything i think a lot of people think that sometimes and and he really isn't you know he's not out there flashing up front and doing all these things for everybody, because I think uh, for some reason he he chose to have faith be a big part of uh, people's life on this planet. And you need to exhibit faith in order to um, live in a way that pleases him. And, you know, when you look at, at when Christ walked the earth, a lot of times he would... Um, he would talk about things from a standpoint, you know, when people received healings, for instance, he would say, well, your faith has made you well. Um, I remember the centurion came to him and talked about authority. And Jesus said, well, I have not seen as so great a faith in all of Israel, you know, and he's saying, Hey, this Gentile guy is getting it. Where are you guys at? You know? uh, And anyway, it's, It's pretty interesting stuff. and um, So we are in Matthew chapter 28. It's the last book in the the Gospel of Matthew. And I'm just going to start out reading it, and then we'll have uh, have a little bit of commentary. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn, dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the tomb. So this will be Sunday. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And For fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. The angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not, all of you, for I know that all of you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not there, for he is risen as he said, Come and see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he goes before you in Galilee. There shall all of you see him, lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the tomb, fear and great joy, did run and bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. And they came and held him by the feet, and worshipped him, and And said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. When they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city and showed unto the chief priest all things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders, they had taken counsel and gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say all of you, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. Now even then, even then, the elites did not want to hear about Jesus rising from the dead. I mean the guy raised you know, rises from the dead and they still don't want to put faith in him. That should tell us something about the elites in our own society. If you put your faith and trust in Christ, um and you see this, you see what, what the elites of that day were willing to do to maintain their power, to maintain their status, to maintain their position in society, why would our elites be any different? and you look at this this last two years and it's been very prevalent that that's what this has all been about a disease that you have a 99% plus uh rate of which you are cured from it even without any treatment i think is is what i've seen before but with treatment now i mean that's probably 99.9% You know, especially if you don't have any other mitigating circumstances, and yet they're trying to lock the entire world down with that. This is the most ridiculous thing we we've ever seen. And finally, had a guy come out, one of the governors in a blue state, um, come out and say the emergency's over, which I thought was great to see because you know these guys are starting to finally uh, lose control because more people are waking up to the fact that this is. A ridiculous uh, joke, you know that that they're putting people through the ringer for nothing. And I shouldn't say nothing; it is something, you know. It, it has killed people, but it's no—it's really no worse than the flu in a lot of ways. Saying, "Okay," so they encouraged these guys to to lie, right? And so they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. And even the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain, where Jesus had appointed them. And they saw him, and they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, "All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go, all of you, therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So Jesus is with us until the end of the world we have nothing to fear nothing to worry about and uh it's a beautiful thing so he says go all of you therefore now he's talking specifically to the disciples here and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit to observe all things which I have commanded you to do now a lot of people take that and say that applies to every christian and you know i struggle with that a little bit cuz you know it looks to me like he's saying You know, he he was talking to the 11 disciples, right? Go back to verse 16. It says the 11 disciples went away to Galilee uh, where Jesus had appointed them and saw him, worshiped him. So he came and spoke unto them, those 11 guys. And, you know, you look at later the way Paul lays out the gifts that God gives to different people. I firmly believe that people have different giftings, different ways in which they can live their Christian life in service to others um i believe we're supposed to be others minded and others focused for sure but i don't know that everybody you know he picked these 11 guys to go out and uh and serve in that way to go out and preach and teach and and do things like that and there's many that are still called today to do that um but not everyone is i don't think every you know we used to be made to feel guilty for not doing that um and yet maybe you know we were good at other things I, you know going on mission trips or uh being hospitable and being encouraging to the brethren and we let a small group for a while and things like that so there's other ways that people can serve in this endeavor this great endeavor called christianity and uh it really is life life is religion you know it's a religion is about that life is religious period you're either going to worship uh the one true king the lord jesus or you're going to worship something else uh, I believe that is the main true premise that's that's on this planet. That is part of life, that you have to make a choice on what you're going to follow and how you're going to live that out. So, with that, um, let's take a look at a few things from today. Four states call in the National Guard to deal with health care staffing crisis. This is in the Epic Times. And what more do you need to say? It should say... Four states call in the National Guard to deal with a health crisis staffing of their own making. Uh, right? Because our policies have forced people to leave their jobs because they didn't want to get an experimental poke in the arm for a disease that has a 99.8% recovery rate if you are healthy and can take something else for it like a therapeutic like an ivermectin or a hydroxychloroquine or a uh you know something else that is not a jab which is what i did i never went to a hospital i was on oxygen for a couple days i wound up on ivermectin and uh, a few other things you know a little mixture of some stuff that the flccc had put out and uh within a you know, day or two of, of starting that regimen, I was on the mend and, uh, started getting better. And it was, it was, you know, a rough gig. It wasn't a fun disease, but if you have ways to stop the virus in its tracks without getting a shot, why, why, um, does our government want to prevent people from doing that? When it works and it's been proven to work. It's a sad, sad thing at this point. <laughs> So, a couple other ones. Black Lives Matter activists tell students misogyny, white supremacy, and capitalism are to blame for their problems. First of all, there's no such thing. Well, I shouldn't say that. There there are people, I'm sure, uh, on this planet that uh, believe that somehow just because you have a light skin color means you're better than others. Um, And that is a sad thing because skin color shouldn't tell you anything. Um, We are one race, the human race, And we have different cultural uh, upbringings, right? And that's where fear is is generally created, when you're different from somebody else and don't know how to interact with them um, or maybe don't accept their premise for living life. Uh, You know, people can take offense at that now where it used to be, you know, say live and let live in a lot of ways. But this is... You know, capitalism certainly isn't to blame for anybody's problem. Uh, It can be when it's crony capitalism, when the government gets involved, I would say. But this is a sad state, you know, people blaming others for their own problems. You know, when you look at at what works and it's typically, hey, you know, I'm going to get educated. I'm going to get a uh, work hard, get a good job or work hard at a a sport, work hard at, at an art or uh, something like that and um, in doing so uh, you can be successful in a free society in a society that's based on uh, free enterprise and that's what it it shouldn't be called capitalism should be called free enterprise and you look at our system in this country and it's the the greatest experiment that's ever happened And even the poor in this country are better off than 99% of the other countries throughout the world. Why can you not talk about that? And talk about the opportunity that you have to get out of whatever situation you're in. But you gotta make better choices. People's choices, okay, um, foster the result of where they are. If somebody is in bad shape, it's not because of white supremacy. It's not because of misogyny. Whatever. I don't even know what misogyny means. That is, I've heard that. I don't know if it's uh, women uh, talking about men um, trying to hold back women. Um, and can't, it's not because of any of these things. It's because of the choices that you've made. And uh, I, come on, I just in this day and age, there is no room for this this stuff. And it just it makes me sad because it, it creates angst among people. It creates hatred. It creates uh, situations that aren't going to allow people to move forward. It's not going to solve anything. How does it solve anything to sit there and blame all this stuff for people's problems? So And then Chris Wallace announces departure from Fox News and will go to CNN. It's about time, Chris. Go where you're more at home. It makes a lot of sense. Should have gone a long time ago, in my opinion. The guy, you know, and Fox News isn't really, uh, how how should I say, is not really a uh, um, bastion of conservatism now, but they do have anchors that are seemingly conservative, and they're more conservative than CNN for sure. So anyway, I just think that's funny. So lastly, liberal governor defies his party's tricks, declares COVID-19 pandemic over. And this was the, uh, the governor of Colorado, and he made some comments along those lines where he's like, look, if you're uh, sick, you know, he's touting these statistics that say most of the people hospitalized are unvaccinated. And I would argue, I wonder if that's really the truth irregardless even if it is so what you know if people are and he basically makes that argument he says you know if you're unvaccinated at this point and you end up in the hospital it's your own fault bingo right if somebody has that choice and uh let it go you know quit trying to force people to do this stuff for their own good it's it's the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen you know if you got your vaccine and you think you're you're okay Uh, then why are you worried about forcing that on everybody else? You know, if you're going to be, if you want to wear a mask, wear one. The Lord bless you. But don't force everybody else to do it just because you're living in fear because some CDC official says we should do that. You know, and it's funny, the governor guy, he said, you know, health officials are going to want to make you wear a mask all the time because they think it, it works to eliminate disease or whatever. Right? So they're going to uh consistently do that because makes their in their own minds it probably makes their job easier so anyway with that you all have a blessed day if you do not know the lord jesus christ please email us at ehud at it's a ehud at it's a religion all one word, org, and we'll be happy to help you uh, get to know the one true king the lord jesus the one who made you the one who sustains all of this so that we can continue to live on this earth and uh Science is not the answer, folks. You can see that in the latest last two years. Science is just as political as anything else. And it's filled with people's beliefs and paradigms and uh, what they want to believe. And they'll make the facts fit what they want to believe a lot of times. Um, But in Christianity, we have eyewitness accounts. We have a single document that spells out what it's all about. And uh, it's been challenged for many, many years and just keeps coming through. So... Have a blessed day in this Christmas season, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you tomorrow, hopefully.